The evil that men do lands on. We gonna bang your head! You are now listening to the Music Mania podcast, a hard-hitting show featuring all things hard rock and heavy metal. And now here are your hosts, the Twins of Chaos, Clint Switzer and Paul Lagana. It is a huge pleasure for us here on the Music Mania Podcast to welcome this week's guest. It is none other than Roxy Petrucci. Welcome to the show, Roxy. How is it going? It's so good to hear from you. I am ecstatic. <laughs> I am rocking and rolling, writing and just jamming and just having a great time. Well, that's great to hear. to hear you guys. Well, absolutely, and it's uh, you know we tell you it's uh, it's Christmas time. You know, uh, you just, you just can't beat this time of year. Other than the zero degree weather that we're experiencing here in Kansas City, as I'm sure you are up in uh, the Detroit area. I, I know you guys, you know, chains on the tires. You guys do it all up there. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's Michigan. Yeah, and, you know, tomorrow could be spring. You blink <laughs> and then the weather changes. You know how that is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ab- absolutely. Christmas we want snow and Christmas we got snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got so much going on. You're as busy as ever, and you look as good as ever, by the way. You're a lifelong crush, Yaman. I just thought I'd bring that up from the beginning. You and Janet Gardner both from Vixen. Uh, this is a huge moment for me. Didn't want to tell you that before the show. I thought you might just hang up on us, but it's tr- <laughs> true story, Roxy. You, you just look great. You just look like everything's going great for you. I love to see that. I'm flattered. <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much. Well, you've got you got this uh, Madame X album, and, and kind of give us the the update on that because you sent me the song over. We heard it here uh, on the intro, so uh, this kind of the first sneak peek of that. And, uh, it's, I believe it's called Monstrosity. What? Uh, tell us, give us an update on the on the Madame X album. When we can can we expect it? And just if it's anything like what we've heard here, is, we're going to be in for a real treat. Well, you're going to be in for a real treat. I mean, it's going to be epic. Um, it's you know, it's two years in the making, but. You know, we, the band hasn't been together for 30 years, so it, it took a while for us to get back to, you know, <clears throat> getting to know each other and that whole deal. And, you know, we've grown as musicians, and, and so it was kind of like, what direction are we going? You know, because um, it's been 30 years since high in high school. So um, once we started writing together, it was just kind of like the chemistry was still there, and it just, the ideas were flowing, and uh, it's been it's been a long process, but... It's going to be it, it's going to be worth the two year wait. I guarantee it. Well, it, it's Max fans will not be disappointed. It's great, and to be able to pull off these. I mean, you've you were you always you were able to do this. Um, you know, back in the eighties, well, you kind of left to join Vixen, you know, back then uh, as Madame X was getting going. I mean, I believe even Sebastian Bach had sang for Madame X early on. It was a band that had, like, a lot of momentum going, you know, at that point. But why do you think it took this long to get everything back together? Because that was kind of a band that you talk about from the 80s. Like, oh, yeah, Madame X, they did. That's right, Roxy was in that. They had Sebastian Bach for a minute. And, like, but now to, to wait all this time, like you said, like, wh- why the wait? And, uh, you know, well, why do you think that, that it took so long to get that going? Well, it, it's all about timing, too. And, you know, I was busy with Vixen. Uh, Brett Kaiser ended up doing an Elvis impersonation thing and by the way he's splitting an itch he does a great job he sounds just like him 
um, Chris Godzilla got into doing, I don't know what he was doing, terrorizing some city, but, and Maxine was doing her own solo record, so, you know, it just wasn't, uh, the timing wasn't right. We, we weren't even really in contact, and everybody was doing their own thing. So what happened was, when I was touring with Vixen, um, this was back, this was like three, three years ago, we were in London, and I noticed all these Madame X records coming through. We were doing a meet and greet, and these Madame X records were coming, and CDs and pictures. I'm going, you know, <clears throat> ding, ding, the bell went off in my head, and I was thinking, we should just get together and release one song, just if, just for the fans that, that are still wanting to hear some Madame X. So, I, you know, I told Maxine, I go, you, you want to just get together and do one, one track? And she says, sure, I'll do it. So we called Chris and Brett, and um, they were on board, and we released one song, which was um, called the... 80s rock song and uh, you know it was a lot of fun and we thought you know what let's just do a record easier said than done sure yeah <laughs> so that's why it's taken the two years but we're having a great time um, you know still we still have the the Madame X uh, <clears throat> it's a love hate relationship I mean you know they're, they're <laughs> kind of like brothers to us and kind of I mean, I could punch them in the face sometimes <laughs> if I want to, and then there's other times where we're just getting along great. So, I mean, that's what makes bands, I don't know, uh, just the friction and some of the bands make it exciting. And we still have that, but we still have that, that drive and that passion to, to rock. It's still there. We're still driven. Well, absolutely. And you also sent me over uh, a new, another new song called Kill Mister, and I'm assuming it's uh, some sort of tribute to Lemmy, but get into that. What, what's that going to be, and what can we expect to, to hear that from in the future? That is um, a side project that Maxine and I are doing now. It's called The After Show. And um, what happened, this is coming out of the Madame X thing, too, because um, what happened was once we started writing for Madame X, we, we realized, wow, we're writing some really cool stuff together. Well, some of the stuff we're writing isn't fitting for Madame X or Vixen, but it's really cool. So we thought, well, you know, let's get some other artists involved. And um, Mark Slaughter happened to, um, he, did, he dug the song, and we thought, God, his voice would be perfect on that. And he ended up recording it, and it turned out great. Michael Spooley's playing bass. So we're going to release that on the de- December 28th, which is the actual passing of Lemmy. And, uh, I mean, I played it for a few people, and everybody's just blown away by it. So we got something special here. And then now, also, we just recorded another song called Full Metal Jacket, which Mark is going to sing on this one, too. I, so we'll release that yes. after Kill Mister. So we got, we got some exciting things happening. Yeah, absolutely. We can hear Full Metal Jacket. You're, you're gonna I, you got, yes, cool. got, got to get me that. Because I love Kilmister, and I was like, you know, I was like, okay, she's so cute. Kind of were vague about it when you sent sent it to me in an email. You're kind of like, oh, this is another project. We'll talk about that. And I go, I wonder if I can tell who's singing on this. And immediately I was like, oh, that's Mark Slaughter. I mean, you can't really mistake his voice as it is, and it's great. And oh, I'm, I know, I know, he's got a distinctive voice, but he he still nailed it. And Michael Pascoli's playing bass, and that guy's just he just killed it. This guy's just illegal talent. Well, you're that guy, uh, you know. You're so busy, and I love this because you're still, of course, going with Vixen. You guys rolled through Kansas City here uh, just a few months ago, but you, and you guys got some dates coming up uh, next year, including you got a new, uh, show New Year's Eve, I think, with uh, Great White coming up in Idaho. I mean, Vixen's still going out, of course. I mean, my God. I know. I know who to thank that, but yeah, Fort Hall Casino with Great White, so that should be a good time, too. Are you coming? I, 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 you know what? If you can get a flight to Boise or something yeah. in the middle of the yeah. winter, I would love to be there because where, where else would you rather spend New Year's Eve, really? <laughs> I 
It's with you guys in Great White. My God. Flying into Salt Lake. I think we're flying into Salt Lake and making the drive. I'm not sure. Absolutely. We're getting there, but we're getting there. Awesome. Okay, Roxy, here we go. We're going down memory lane here. Uh, basically, oh well, yeah, here we go, man. Uh, when you guys moved to L.A., what, I think it was like 85, I guess. Uh, you guys played the Sunset Strip, and which is actually uh, part of my own uh, genre because I'm actually from L.A. So uh, you have any stories about that when you guys first moved and started playing those clubs? Oh, God, I have stories, but what good, of those are going to be what, in the vault. Like inappropriate ones would be, would be great. Oh, that's... <laughs> I can't go there. There's all of them. I just, I cannot go and we'll stay safe for the book. But I can tell you this. We, Manamax, I don't even want to talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. I, you you guys, you, you got me on a, I'm stumped right now. Well, yeah, I mean, you think, just, I mean, okay, the, the, that era, that time, it'll never be replicated. I mean, you talk about the, just the, the decadence, the debauchery. I mean, just not, not just the bands. Forget the craziness and the the, the illegal activity and the um, transvestite no, fights no, and illegal activity with Madame X. We, we we were we were milk and cookies all the way. I, I've always assumed that, but I mean, you guys tore it up. I mean, that was that that scene. I mean, when you had I mean, you talk about the uh, you know the, the flyers, you'd go up in Sunset Strip and just the flyers every single band. Oh, yeah, we did all, yeah, yeah. I mean, we did that with Madame X, and we did it with Vixen. You had to do that when you when you when we got to L.A. It was kind of it was it was there were so many bands and everybody looked the same and everybody they were playing all over the place and to get noticed, you had to put your flyers up, you had to show up at the rainbow, you had to look as cool as possible. We walked around in our outfits because it was kind of like, you know, you had to, you had to, otherwise you, you wouldn't get noticed and you just look like everybody, you know, normal Joe Schmo. Well, we didn't want to, we wanted to stand out. So we just walked around in our leather where our hair was as big as, you know, it could be. Well, we did have the biggest hair. Madame X had the biggest hair ever, especially Godzilla. But we would walk, we went into the rainbow and that's where, um, Don Arden, you guys know the story of Don Arden, right? Managed Ozzy, Black Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Sharon Osbourne's dad. Well, what happened was we, we, um, one that we played at Madame Wong's, and there was a guy there that said, you, you guys look so crazy. There's this place called the Rainbow. I got to bring you over there. Everybody goes there, and you just got to go. So they brought us over there. We were in our gear, and Don Arden had um, one of his, I don't know, office guys over there. And he saw us, we walked in, and he said, you guys gotta be a band. And we said, yep, we are. In fact, we're playing the Troubadour tomorrow night. So why don't you come? He brought Don Arden down. Don Arden came, saw us, and said, you, you, are, the, you are my greatest find. He ended up uh, signing well. the band. We signed to Jet Records. He put us on tour. We went over to England, and we played the Marquee. You guys heard the Marquee, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Gotta yeah. see a show there someday. It's a bucket list, yeah. <laughs> Ozzy was there. Ozzy was there for that show. And he just, he was blown away. He really thought Maxine's playing, too. And um, after that, we, we played the marquee, and then nothing. Mm-hmm. And that was, the, the band just, yep. we just fell apart. We, we released that record, we, and then the band just fell apart. And uh, that's what Vixen called me. Well, and that's and I want to because uh, it's funny. My introduction to Vixen was actually um, being being just a kind of a you know a scandalous you know eight year old ten year old kid watching USA Up All Night and seeing the movie Hard Bodies. Of course, you as I you hadn't joined Vixen yet, but when Hard Bodies came out in eighty five, correct? It wasn't until eighty six. Yeah, I wasn't in a band yet. I joined in eighty five, but that was what happened was um, I had auditioned for David Lee Roth just before I joined Vixen. 
which wow. was really cool. It was, uh, well, he was, he was putting uh, the band together with um, Billy Sheehan and Steve Vai, and they were looking for a drummer. Yeah, Eat em and Smile, and got, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I got the call, and I went down and, and um, jammed with Billy Sheehan and Steve Vai, and I was too nervous to even be nervous. But it was <laughs> so cool. I didn't even care if I got the gig. I just had the bragging rights that I got to jam with Billy Sheehan and Steve Vai. Absolutely. I didn't get the gig, but I was one of the top ten that they were looking at, and... Uh, you know, Greg Bissonette got the gig right where he saw the guy's killing. He could play anything. But um, that was a big highlight for me. But anyway, after that, you know, I joined Bixton, which was really, they were looking at me the year before Madame X broke up. Janet was keeping an eye on, you know, what's going on with Madame X. She wanted it. She wanted me in Bixton. So she, when she found out the band uh, split up, she gave, um, gave me a call and, you know, the rest is history. Awesome. So, uh, you guys signed with EMI, I believe it was, was it 86 or 87 when you signed with EMI, or was it 88? I can't remember. I think it was, God, you guys, I think it was 87, yeah, 86, 87. Right, right, obviously that's when it really took off for you guys, with obviously Edge of a Broken Heart and Crying. Um, How did things change at that point for you guys? Uh, you know, once we heard it on the radio, it was like, oh my God, we're legit. <laughs> no <Right>. once, <laughs> then once we started touring, I mean, we first started, I think our first first tour was with Any Money. And we were doing like the Masonic Auditorium and, you know, theaters and things like that. Sure. And it was it was really cool. But then the tours just kept getting better. And, as, and then they released Crying. Uh, we got the Scorpions tour, which was unbelievable. I remember the first arena tour we did with uh, Scorpions, I was backstage and I could hear, you, could, you know, you can kind of hear the the roar of the crowd and we were the opening act and most of the times they don't show up for the most uh, the opening act. Well, we had them. We had like at least 10,000, 12,000 people and um, I remember looking out the curtain and I just went, holy shit. <laughs> and I just, I, you know, I was just like, oh my God. And I ran to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my God. But once, you know, once we got out, once we got on stage, I think I played that set. I played a 45 minute set in like 20 minutes. We had to pull out a couple other songs because I was just so nervous. I was playing everything way too fast. It was, it was Motorhead. We were doing, we were mixing as Motorhead. But it was a blast. And those guys were so nice and just gentlemen. In fact, every tour we did with the Deep Purple, Ozzy, um, bon Kiss, all those guys they were just in fact oh Kiss guys uh, Gene Simmons had a mad crush on Jan he <laughs> would stand right in front of her when she was playing and just like you know he loves those tall blondes I, that's what I hear I do hear that <laughs> well did I mean did anything happen I mean uh, he, he, usually, he usually gets his girl you know Gene does <laughs> breaking news here Roxy <laughs> You think I'm going to tell you? <laughs> See, we keep pressing for it, and we just—I just keep thinking. I'm going to leave you guys just guessing. I—that's. I, I, you're never going to know until the book comes out. Hey, you—you you know how to do this. That's you're always supposed to leave leave it to the imagination. You know how to do it. You—you you know, absolutely, you're right. And I mean, but the, I was going to ask you about that. Just I mean, because you guys did so many big tours, but the fact that you played with Scorpions, Ozzy, Bon Jovi, Kiss—I mean, you guys were. You talked about being treated well. I don't. I mean, you've never been a guy before, obviously. But is it how different is it touring in this rock world? At, you know, as an all-female band, you know, touring with these big. I mean, was it 
different? Did you guys have... Yeah, you know what we do? This is the thing. We go out there, and we just... We go out with a take-no-prisoners attitude. Every night. Right. And if the boys can't keep up, well, we'll try not to hold it against them. <laughs> I love That's it. That's all I got to say about that. Right. I love it. And, and it's just great to... All we know, do is go out and rock. We don't even, th- don't even think about the girl-guy thing. It's just like... It, it, it just doesn't even matter. We're out there to rock. We love what we do. We want the fans to have a good time. We want them to love our music. And, you know, that's it. Well, that's what it, it's all about. And it, it's still to this day, I mean, you guys are, are tearing it up. And I'll tell you, I, I wanted to ask you about, uh, of course, you know, founding member Jan Kuhneman. She she died back in t- uh, a couple years ago, 2013. Why was it important for you guys to kind of carry on? And I think, I mean, carry on literally in, in her name. I mean, how how why was that important for you guys to do that? Well, the, Jan started Vixen way before I knew her. I mean, you know early 80s, late yeah. 70s, so yeah. this has been her life. It was her life. That's all she, she loved her playing her guitar. She loved Vixen. She started Vixen. It was all about Vixen for her. And she went through a lot of member changes, but she always kept it going. Um, she was passionate about what she did. She loved music. So for us not to continue, it was kind of like, we had to. We had to for her. We had to honor her. We had to honor her legacy. We had to, we just, it was just the right thing to do. Plus, you know, we spoke to fans and her friends and families, and everybody said, you know, pretty much agreed, you need to do this. You need to do this. And, and so we, and we feel good about it, too. Yes. It's wonderful, and it's great to to have that and to as a we tribute to her. her. Terribly. Yes, and I, I remember the I, I had, the first time I ever saw Vixen was back in 2001. I think you guys had just reunited with that lineup, the classic lineup, at that time with Janet yourself, Jan, I think that, uh, that was the first, and I just like you, I just, something about her, the way her state, like her look, it was very distinct. You knew who she was from the eighties to, to, uh, you know, up into the two thousands. you knew who she was. She had that, the class the you know, the hair, the headband. She was a great guitarist. I, you know, yeah, she, she just, you could not help but notice her. Even right. When she walked into a room. It's just like, who yeah. is that? She just had it. She had it all. <laughs> Well, it's good. And you know what? And you know what? She never, you would never know that when you talk to her. She never, ever had an attitude. She never acted like, you know, I'm so much better than, you know, whatever. She just, she was so humble. Well, it's. It's just amazing. She was really, really special. Well, Vixen's a special band, and I mean, what is it? it? Just, if you look back, you can call it nostalgia, you can call it whatever you want, but there was something about the 80s, and I'll tell you what. I'm 32 years old. Paul here is, uh, he was back in, he's 50. He was around back in the day. I, you know, I, I've just grown up with this music. I'm 32, but I, I, I've loved it my whole life. I've gone back. I've done my homework. I know the scene. What is it? What kind of a testament is it to that era of music that you can go on a Monsters of Rock cruise with Vixen and you've got the bands that are out there? You got LA Guns, you know, Enough's Enough. You got Quiet Riot. There's, you know, you. It's been going on for the past how many years now? It's and been it's still going strong. Like, what does that tell you about that era? It's, well, it, it just tells you that this this music is timeless. Yeah, and and just people, Good people also they they miss they miss the they miss the grandioso rock. You know, yeah. I mean, they don't want to see your average you know Joe go on stage just staring at his guitar neck and playing dreary music. It, you know, people go to rock shows to forget their troubles. They don't want to. They want to have a good time, and that's what the eighties were. It was a party, and I think that's. A lot of this, our generation now is looking back and going, oh my God, that reminds me of this. That reminds me when I was doing this. These songs bring back great memories. 
Oh, and you should, no if you ever, have, I don't know if you've been on the Monsters of Rock cruise, but that is one big party. I, if you don't do anything in your lifetime, this is one thing you have to do. Yeah, you, you talk talk about stories. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that I would make it without going overboard at some point on a Monsters Rock because it's got to happen, though, Paul. Oh, it, it, next year, <laughs> I, we've been talking about it for like two years, yeah. Roxy. We've got to do that. His wife oh, will let him come someday. I'm telling you, even me as, a, as, as one of the artists, I, you know, I almost uh, was late for a show because I was watching <laughs> the winery dogs play in one of the theaters. I was like, oh my God, I only got about five minutes and I got to go play. But, you know, and I was already dressed, but I had to see them because I just wanted That's to That's part of it. Bad. That's awesome. Well, we really appreciate you coming on, Roxy, and talking about uh, the past as well as today. I'm not done. What are you doing? Oh, 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 hell no! No, 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 no! No, we, we. I just want to make sure that I let you know that we are so appreciative of everything you've done and what your guys are doing now. So, well, thank you, and I appreciate the you know you guys. I mean, still. I mean, I'm glad that I got to call in, and and you're still interested in hearing what's going on with me. I mean, I, I appreciate it. And I, I'm I'm humbled that I'm still able to do it now. You know, even to this day, I'm still, you know, I'm still rocking and still love it. I haven't, I have not burned out on it. Well, if you think about it, 2016's been a tough year. I mean, I, I was out in L.A. for the last Motley Crue show. This is a couple days after Lemmy died. You lose Motorhead. You lose Motley Crue. Twisted Sister just played its final show. Roxy, i got to be honest. I don't know what I'm going to do in 10 years or who I'm going to go see. because, And that's why we keep this podcast going. That's why we interview musicians like yourself from that era. It's our era. It's our favorite era. It's, to me, the greatest era in rock history. That, what What are you going to do, though, in 10 years? I mean, this, that's the, this, well, the I'll thing. I'll still be playing. Uh, you will. I know. You, you lose... <laughs> These I'm, bands are I'm dropping off. Writing, I'm, writing, I'm writing music, and I don't care who does it. I, I, I want them to. I want to keep rocking, and, and that's what I'm doing now. I'm focusing on writing music and playing with any, you know, any uh, any of my peers that want to just get some new music out and rock and roll. I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I, what was the last show you just went to, just as a fan, other than the Monsters of Rock cruise, which everybody's a fan and they're all all a one there? But is it, what's the last show you just went to and just to go to? Uh, God, they're probably the Monsters of Rock. <laughs> I saw them all. Mm-hmm. I saw them all right there. Um, Black Sabbath, though, I got to see. I saw Black Sabbath, yep. and um, uh, well, no, that was about it right now. But uh, lately, I've been listening to some jazz. Believe it or not, I've been getting into some jazz. <laughs> well, a lot of drummers <laughs> take that concert. influence. I mean, jazz drumming was what got a lot of. I mean, that's that's a direct influence to rock drumming. So. Completely makes well, sense. I actually started that way too. Yeah. Classical jazz, and then you know, once I saw Black Sabbath, which was my first concert, it was all over. Yeah, that's, that's it. Bottom's the guy. I, I, I've heard so many similar stories. I think Brian Forsyth from Kick said he was well on his way to becoming a successful trash man until he heard the Beatles, and then he just had to be a rock star. And he's, you know, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I never had any other aspirations but music. Yeah, you came from it. Ingrained in me from the time I was little. I mean, my dad was like. Not one instrument do you want to play an instrument, it's one instrument do you want to play. Yeah, your family, you came from a family of music. You grew up in Detroit, family musicians. I mean, what, in the Detroit rock scene, as you were growing up, my God, you had the MC5, Alice Cooper, Ted Nugent. Oh, I mean, yeah, that, Ted Nugent, yep. all of them. Oh, yeah, it was a total, total big rock scene out here. You could play anywhere, and it was uh, just like people really appreciated it. And Bob Seger, I mean, it was, it, it, it's still. Iggy Pop, can't leave Iggy Pop out. Yeah, really good crowd, <laughs> they appreciate it. What? I, you can't leave Iggy Pop out either. I don't. I would feel really oh, remiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alice Cooper too. Alice, absolutely one of my favorites of all time. We've had many uh, Alice Cooper band member alumnus. If if you could play one set with one band, Roxy, living or dead, who would it be? Judas Priest. I'd love to hear that. 
actually did. Back in the day, 1983 or 84, I got it. So 83. We were, uh, Madame X, we were playing, and we were almost house band at this, this club in, in uh, Phoenix called Rockers. And uh, Rod Helford heard about us, so he came down one night, and we did a lot of Judas Priest. Well, we had him sit in, and uh, we did a whole set with him. And he just, he would look, he looked behind, he saw me, he looked to his left, saw Maxine, and he just was like, oh, this is fucking cool. <laughs> Chicks can really, really get down. And Maxine with her tongue, I think she may have even stuck her tongue in his throat. But I don't know. There might be some pictures of that. <laughs> okay, now that's just on a whole other level amazing. I don't even know where to go with that one. because. <laughs> and I absolutely oh, yeah, believe I'm it. I'm sure those pictures will t- <laughs> turn up somewhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, Rob, we're going to have to start questioning some things. We have, if that photo surfaces, there's going to be some questions. Come up. You know, she, she, if, if you watch Manamax, she had this tongue kind of... You ever see her wiggle that tongue? Well, days? yeah, it was cause sort of like oh, a... Oh, you got you to see it. She's pretty incredible with that tongue. Well, I think she may have wiggled it into... Re- wow, <laughs> reptilian! <if> you... <laughs> well, we're gonna have to introduce her to Gene too, I guess. Jeez. <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I asked Gene Simmons before. Let me see your tie. He said the floor's too dirty. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that just doesn't sound like the Gene Simmons I know. I'm just shocked. <laughs> well, Roxy, what do you? Before we let you go, what? Stories start coming. You guys hit me too too soon. Uh, <laughs> Stories start coming. You know, it was so long ago. It takes me a minute to to come back because I'm. I'm, I'm more in the present, I'm more in the now yeah. versus back then. And there are a lot of these stories I just don't want to talk about because they are going to show up in a book someday. Well, good. I will buy that. And I'll tell you what, guys, I, we got to get you get your information out there because you can get all the, the Vixen tour dates, which they're going to be at M3. There's going to be some shows coming up in 2017, guys. Uh, it's at vixenofficial.com. And you can get to Roxy's yeah. website for all the MetaMex, all her info at uh, roxypetrucci.com. All there, all there. Do you do any tweeting or anything? you do any social media? You know what, I, I, no, no, I, don't, I don't tweet yet, but everybody's telling me I should tweet. Yes. I'm like, oh, come on, you guys. Well, you got you to tweet, too? Come on. <laughs> yes. You know, I got a Facebook page. Isn't that enough? No, it's not enough. I got to tweet, too. Mm. Yeah, you got to. No, I'll, I'll think about that. And Instagram and Snapchat. You got to get. Oh. Sunday, I want to I wanna say Sunday, um, 2 p.m. Eastern time, knac.com is going to debut the song Kill Mister. Oh, awesome. So anybody who's. If you're busy on Sunday, even if you are busy, tune in. We are good friends with uh, DJ William Howell over there, so going to have to hook up with oh, him. I love DJ Will, yeah. He's the best. We've had him on this show yeah. before. I absolutely love that guy, man. There's no better. I mean, well, he, He's the one that's going to be debuting it, and he's going to put it toe-to-toe with Metallica's Murder One. I will take Vic. Nice. I will take. I will take this. I'll take Kill Mister any day, man. I tell you what, that's a great song. Roxy, you are a sweetheart. You're just the best. I tell you what, uh, I think now that I'm thinking about it, you are our third female that we've interviewed on the show uh nita strauss from alice cooper and madame mayhem oh, she's great. and madame mayhem and then yourself and we've we know that we try to get lita ford she keeps hanging up on us for some reason i don't know why um <laughs> and now you this is amazing well you haven't said anything yet to make me hang up but you know we were the night is young we were close we were close i think on the uh the sunset strip stories but yes. you know what we you you're just you're a sweetheart the the, the fa- i just i've been a fan of this band since I've been a kid, Paul's known him since uh, you know since you guys came out. I'm I'm a little younger. I was uh, you know eight or ten years old when I when I really started figuring out the the real rock and metal scene. Uh, I said I was absolutely blown away back in '88 when you guys came out with uh, obviously you know on the edge of a broken yeah. heart and crying and all that. Oh, cool. so. Yeah, yeah. Did, did, did you get a chance to see us live other than Kansas City in 2001? 
Yes. No, no I, I've seen it here in Kansas City just a few months ago, also in Kansas City in 01. And Paul, back in the day, was it at, at the Rainbow for you? Was it? Uh, or did you guys? Did you guys ever play the Troubadour as well? I think it was Troubadour. I yes, saw you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Played, you know what? We played when we first time we played the Troubadour. There was a line that went all the way around the block, and David Lee Roth showed up. Kevin Dubrow showed up. It was a star-studded night. All these. It's it just. It was amazing how the word got out in, right. in L.A. It's just like once there's a buzz, boy, everybody, everybody showed up. It was a great night. Uh, I miss it. There'll never be another scene like it. I got to tell you what, Roxy, we have kept you a long time. It's the holiday season. We hope you have the merriest of Christmas. Happy New Year. Huge show coming up. New Year's Eve, of course, in Idaho with Great White. Roxy, you're a sweetheart. Thank you so much for doing the show with us this week. And we will stay tuned. If you ever get back to Kansas City, we've got to to come by and say hello. Uh, Even out there in in the stratosphere, we'll come see you. We'll come say hello. We got to meet you in person. Got to do it the right way, you know. Oh, well, we'll bring the whole band down there for sure. Hey, absolutely. Can't wait for that. Can't wait. Thanks for having me, you guys. Roxy, thanks so much. Have a happy holidays. Thank you. Merry Christmas, you guys. Merry Christmas. Love it. (laughs) Thank you.